Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Everyone, happy Thursday and welcome back to today's episode. My name is Emily and I am the host of the What Fulfills You podcast. If you are new here, thanks so much for joining in and just listening for today. And if you are returning, well, thank you again for tuning in. So, as you guys know, um, or if you have been listening to this show, you know that I typically release my episodes on Wednesday and it's a day late today. So um, it th- that's something that definitely goes against my own, I don't know, I guess like commitment personality. When I say I do something, I commit to it. And to me, I have always been been a firm believer in just committing to always having something out on Wednesday um, regardless you know no ifs ands or buts but I will have to be really transparent with you guys Um, if you listen to my previous episode or follow the Instagram um, then you probably know that I got LASIK eye surgery on Friday and I just did not get a chance to do all the editing and stuff like that um before LASIK and I've been obviously trying to rest my eyes as much as possible so I pretty much just got a little bit behind schedule so I really wanted to be transparent um, but I'm sure for some of you it didn't you know do too much damage waiting a day so um, anyways just wanted to get that out of the way but speaking of my LASIK eye surgery I figured I'd give an update on that as well so yeah I got it last Friday on May 1st and it was honestly a really good procedure. Everything went really well. Um, I'm actually doing a vlog experience on it. And, you know, I actually did some vlogging during the procedure or during checkups and whatnot. And I will also do a whole um, video on YouTube as to how my experience went. Because I know for me, without seeing other people's vlogs on their LASIK experience, I would have not been convinced to do it. So I figured why not give back in the way someone else gave to me in case any of you out there who wear contacts and have, you know, always been curious about LASIK, I figured I would share my experience. But yeah, today is Wednesday evening and I'm recording this intro right now. But my eyes are doing pretty well. It is in the healing process. Um, But I will say when I came back on Monday for my post-op check-in, I, um, well, it was apparent that my left eye was not as strong as my right. So my right eye was 20-20. My left eye was not quite there yet. And the doctor wanted to perfect it. Um, He looked at it and basically... The flap that they made, um, you know, when they do LASIK, again, I'm getting a little technical, but basically there was a teeny, teeny um, wrinkle in it, and basically when they put the flap back on your eye, they smooth it out with like this tool, and usually it's, even when it's done perfectly, sometimes there's still chances of getting a slight wrinkle or so, of some sort that uh, affects your vision. So I'd say my eye was like, 
I don't know, 95% there for my left eye, but um, it was like pretty noticeable. So anyways, right now my left eye has been smoothed out. It was smoothed out on Monday and I vlogged that. And right now it's in the healing process. So my left eye actually, as we speak, is not perfect and it is in fact kind of blurrier than when I first got LASIK done. Well, when I mean when I first got LASIK, I really mean like post LASIK. So I'm just praying and crossing my fingers that the healing process does the trick. And I have heard firsthand from many other people who actually even went to this surgeon um, or ophthalmologist as well that their eyes were blurry for two weeks after. And I'm assuming they mean both eyes. So, um, you know, I'm going to just trust the process <laughs> and uh, pray and just cross my fingers. So, you know, if you're willing to, just think of me and, and just pray for the same because, um, you know, it's a little bit of a struggle right now having one eye be just a hint blurrier. So, yeah, that's my LASIK update in case any of you guys were remotely curious. I'll move on to today's episode. So, as you can tell from the title, this is all about creating your dream post-grad life and it pretty much pertains to everything I did and the questions I asked myself so I could kind of visualize where I wanted to be and in my personal opinion I think that the questions I asked myself along the way during college are not very common questions many people in college ask themselves so I figured it'd be worthwhile to share because maybe this will help some of you kind of figure out what post-grad life could look like. And I want to be transparent as well. I actually recorded this episode twice because the first time was just too structured for me. And so I will definitely have this episode be a little bit more free-flowing and a little bit more of like a almost freestyle talk because I just want to really let out my transparent thoughts on everything that I've done leading up to this point and how I, I guess, you know, built a dream life for myself um, for where I'm at. So I figured just, you know, gonna share my thoughts and try to be brief but concise and hopefully this can help some of you figuring it out whether you're graduating soon or you're just you know barely halfway through college I think either way this is a super valuable topic and I guess with that being said I'll just get right into the episode so where do I begin with the whole creating your dream post-grad life I would say I started by asking myself really specific questions and I guess I'll give you guys those questions and then also give you some of the answers um, for, for which ones I think are valuable to know. So one question I always ask myself, um, you know, during college and after college and just kind of, you'll see why, but the question is, what does your ideal day look like? And I think this is such an interesting question because we don't often think about what our dream day would be like we think about like a dream life or we think about a dream family or those big things but when it comes to micro stuff like just your day I think we overlook that and that was something I guess I realized when I was in college that you know if I if I could 
would I try to live my life where every day was like an actual perfect day in a sense of what I get to do? And I'm like, of course, right? And I'm sure most of you would say yes. But I think the problem with it is that so many of us think that that ideal day is unattainable. So we stop ourselves from thinking further on how we could pursue what that ideal day would be. Now, obviously, with any dream or goal or ideal vision, it's not overnight and it's not even the next year and it's sometimes not even five years. But I think it's pretty unique to think about. So I actually often ask this, you know, to be transparent and on a tangent, I often ask this to guys I meet or kind of as a conversation starter I'll ask people like what what does your ideal day look like from start to finish what time are you waking up at what are you doing in the morning what are you doing in the evening so my answer to that um, and again to preface that my answer to this question is very much just like what is my ideal day there's no like oh my ideal day when I'm in my 20s or my ideal day when I'm in my 30s like of course, things will change, so that's a given. But if I had to say today, like, what's my ideal day outside of this pandemic, obviously, <laughs> I would say my ideal day would be that I wake up around 6.30 to 7 with no, like, I guess, stress on what time I wake up. But ideally, either way, I'd wake up at that time. I'd wake up and I would immediately you know get going do my morning thing and then go to a workout and knowing me I'd probably want to do some sort of group class because that's always just so joyful so I love like soul cycle or something of that sort again that's for me and then ideally I like I like to work so (laughs) I I don't want to be retired or anything that's not my ideal day but I would love to get back to my place and shower and all that good stuff and eat breakfast and just get my day going by 9, 9.30 a.m. And my day would consist of probably various work. Um, and I don't want to say it's just working for myself because that's not necessarily the case, although that's most likely my long-term vision. can't pinpoint if that's really the answer yet but most likely but I will say I'm probably working in a remote setting so wherever I am it doesn't matter because I know that even on random days I'll want to travel or go somewhere um, where I'm not constrained by where I'm at and I can just simply work from my computer or um, be on the phone with people so that's kind of my ideal line of work in a sense so it could be a combination of working for a company remotely on top of still doing podcasting or having speaking engagements whatever that can be so that would be what my work would consist of and essentially I would probably finish my day around 3 30 4 p.m. and let's just say this is a Thursday or Friday I would probably want to grab a very nice dinner with a friend or 
maybe significant other, depending on the mood. <laughs> and um, just catch up with, you know, whoever it is I'm with, um, you know, talk about life, talk about things that are fulfilling, talk about just just things that we don't bring up on the random and have a nice cocktail with that. And I feel like that would be kind of towards the end of my evening and then, you know, be finished with the day and go home, go to sleep and I guess do it all over again the next day. So I would say my ideal day varies in a sense, but I will say the ultimate theme is that I get to choose. So like I get to choose what time I wake up, not that like I have to wake up by a certain time to get to work at a certain time. I get to choose what time I start work. So like 9 to 9.30 um, and I get to choose where I'm, where I am. Like I could be at an office if I have the option, or I could be working from home, or I could be working from London if I'm just visiting for the for the week, and I still want to get some work done. I can do it. So that's my ideal day. And like I said, it's not like I'm saying that for at the age of 22, like right when I graduate, right? If I'm being practical, but. I think it's nice to think about if if it was a world of perfect and we could really choose, what would it be? And it's nice to think about why are we not trying to get towards it or inch towards it? So I guess that's some food for thought in a sense. And like I said, I like to ask this question to a lot of people. I ask this to strangers, to coworkers, to friends, to guys I'm talking to um it gives you a good insight on what people would really choose to do with their life if time was fully in their hands and I think it's really really wise to think about when you're in college as well because let me just say right now if you are in college you have so much free time and I'm not and I'm not saying free time like oh like you have so much free time to do whatever I really mean that your time is literally free right now it's not really a trade-off for anything in a sense like anything you do outside of class it's truly up to you and you have so much freedom and so I guess for me when I was in college I took that freedom to just think about where my life could be how I could essentially set myself up slowly to get towards a place that I love to be because life is short if if this is your you know this is your only life why not at the very least try to make it something that you would envision so that is a food for thought on the question something else i thought of when i was still like i'd say i don't know a junior or senior in college i would often think about what city i was going to be in so you know, was I going to stay in Orange County? Was I ever going to move to LA or San Diego? Or maybe I want to get out of SoCal for a bit and go to Miami or DC or New York and all of these other common cities that you guys have all heard of um, and are very great for work environments as well. But I will say, I do think some people don't think about this enough. And then by the time it's senior year or you're halfway through the semester and you only have one semester left, you start to feel like you're in a panic because you don't know where you're going to go. So my best advice on this is 
if you're not already in the city that you want to be in after you graduate, then make sure you plan ahead on a weekend or a time during the summer where you can go visit that specific city. So maybe it's like San Francisco. Take a weekend and go there and really try to immerse yourself in the actual day-to-day life there, like what people are doing. Go to a coffee shop or go go get food at a place that you might go to eventually on an everyday basis or not everyday, but like on a weekend basis um, as if you were to live there because you want to be very familiar with the city that you potentially could live in um, and you want to make it feel like you're living there already so highly advise to just check out those cities and if you have the opportunity to even better get a summer internship in that city and don't be scared to go away from home or go away from what you're used to you know for the summer trust me it goes by so fast and most internships are like 12 to 15 weeks during the summer so literally it's nothing um highly advise on it I didn't do it personally um but if I could do it again I I would have I would have gone an internship in New York City probably junior year going into senior year I think that would have been my time to do it um but I didn't but I remember considering it and ultimately I didn't but um like I said I'm here to kind of give you guys my insights on what I did or what I could have done and yeah I think if you have the option to definitely go for it and the last and final big question I asked myself Um, This is a huge one, and I think this is kind of like the ultimate question in terms of where you want to be after you graduate, and definitely a question that is not asked enough, and that is, who do you want to be as a person rather than what career do you want to go in? I say that because I think that in academics and in college and from the older generation, our parents and grandparents, they put a lot of emphasis on what job we're going to get or what career path we're going to go on. And I think it's such a flaw to overlook the concept of who you're going to be. Like, who do you want to be? Who do you want to be remembered as? I I say this often too, to my friends at least, I realize I probably definitely have never said this on the podcast, but something I told my good friend Tiffany a while ago, I told her that when I was going through a really tough point in my life in 2017, which is like sophomore, junior year of college for me, I remember just not feeling like myself. I didn't feel like I really identified with my character and I admitted that I was not really a person that I admired and I wanted to be able to improve on that. So I did. And I remember telling Tiffany, my friend, that I, I asked myself who I was because I want to know what other people, my close friends, how would they describe me in the first 30 seconds if someone were to ask them, can you tell me what Emily Duong is about? Tell me about her. I thought about like, what would my friends describe me as? And I think 
for me, I would love for someone to describe me as someone with integrity, a lot of, you know, honesty and class and and drive and grit. And I wanted to make sure that if I'm saying that I want people to describe me as such things, then I have to make sure I live up to that. And that whatever career path I go down or whatever job I pursue, that I don't lose those values and those character traits within me. So that is super important to me. And I think it's super important to think about when you are pursuing a job, even if it's just like, marketing or something or like oh you know marketing manager or social media manager or sales rep whatever it is instead of emphasizing like oh I'm working for Google or Microsoft like things like that at the end of the day is it helping you become who you aspire to be because ultimately I believe that We're always able to improve and there's always something to improve on and every day we have a chance to get better. And so if whatever job or thing you're doing after college, if that's helping you go down the path of becoming a better version of yourself, as cliche as that sounds, or a more improved, well-rounded person while sticking by your values, then I think that's really good. But again, I would really advise to think about those principles and values that you live by or that you say that you live by and ask yourself, what can you do to get better at those things and be a person with more integrity or be more selfless and honest or whatever those traits are you want to become more of and ask yourself, what are some things that you can do in your career and your personal life and your relationships to get to be described as those things so again those are things that I did for myself because I value who I am and I value not necessarily the opinion of others on like what they think of me but rather I value just staying within my core principles and living by these principles and that I never have to question myself on whether I really am aligned with my character and who I say I am. So that's really big for me. And I guess to tie those things up um, as well, when it comes to who you want to be as a person, don't hesitate to think about who you'd want to be when you're 25. Like I asked myself, who does Emily want to be when she's 25 or who is Emily Duong when she's 30 and I think I often hear a lot of girls my age say like oh I never think that far ahead because so much happens or it's like scary to think about it but I don't think it's too far-fetched to think that far I will be honest like yes things will change and we're not going to probably become anything we thought of when we're 25, like five years from now or whatever it is. Like, obviously, I'm not, you know, naive to that. But I think it's also nice to have some sort of vision to, to kind of go after it because it's probably really far off in the distance. But at, the, at least you have something to chase after because I believe that if you if you let yourself wander too much and you don't have like a 
at the very least vague idea of where you'd like to be maybe within five years or three if that's easier then it's gonna be a lot harder to figure out even like where you would be a year from today because yeah a year from today that's still hard to answer like where you want to be but at the same time each month each year each day each week it should be a slow stepping stone into getting towards that ultimate vision so like you guys heard at the beginning of this episode i talk about what my ideal day looks like and i don't really pinpoint what age i would be to live like that ideal life but at the same time at least that's something i know i'm gonna go after because with life being this short i might as well try and yeah i do see my long-term vision that i am gonna be living life like that probably by the time i'm 25 So with that in mind, I'm doing things right now, you know, getting corporate experience, getting a sales experience, still building up the things I love to do, my blog, this podcast, my business, to set myself in a position when I am 25, which is, I guess, two years from now, or at the very least 30, which is seven years from now. Like, I won't be able to predict it, but at the very least, I can put myself in a position to get the right opportunities to come to me. And I will finish off the episode with that. I hope you guys found some value in this episode. It was very different from my usual solo episodes, I think. I kind of just was looking at my wall in front of me and just started thinking and talking about my thoughts and I wanted to be really transparent with you guys about everything going on Um, and maybe I'll do another episode where I really share about my current post-grad situation and you know what life is like really now but definitely these are questions that I thought through I asked them myself and by answering them and by having a really good vision of what I would love to be at or where I'd love to be at, I've been able to get to where I am today. And if you guys have been loving the podcast, please be sure to rate and review it on iTunes. I would appreciate it so much, and it means a lot to me. Even if you just rate the podcast, it really means the world. I do take notice all the time. Um, And then before you guys leave, be sure to check out my ebook that I recently released. It's on the blog at emilyelizabeth.blog. It's called The Everyday Girl's Guide to Career Success. And I talk a lot about just tips and tools that I did, you know, from sophomore year to senior year in preparing for job applications, internships. And then I also provide you guys with three custom resume templates, a custom cover letter, my LinkedIn tools and a very detailed um, guide from like top to bottom and it's 55 pages. So it's pretty long and hefty, but I do genuinely believe I provide so much value in this Um, and I took a lot of time in making sure I provided a lot of resources and tools in this for you guys. So definitely check it out. Again, it's on my blog at emilyelizabeth.blog and just go to the shop section at the very top. And I will also link all of that in the show notes. Thank you guys so much again for listening and I will catch you guys next week. Bye. (laughs) 